This is one of the biggest things that we can do. It's actually one of the top 10 mistakes that I see pet parents make all the time. And it's also one of the top ways to help our pets live their optimal life. The impact of dental disease really should not be underestimated. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, kia ora. Welcome back to the Call the Vet show. It's good to be talking to you again today. I've actually been away on a long break. Um, we took three months off to, to do a little bit of traveling around the world to reset uh, our energy banks um, to show the kids uh, a little bit of life outside of Aotearoa, New Zealand, which is where we are living and call home. Uh, it was great to visit the family. We saw some fantastic sights and we've all come back fully refreshed and I'm certainly ready and eager to go. So hopefully you've enjoyed the last few episodes, which were all recorded back at the start of the year. And um, thankfully, through the joys of automation and technology, I could schedule out so that hopefully you've not been too lonely and missing the show too much. But I'm back and looking forward to increasing the frequency of these podcast episodes. As you may or may not know, and I should properly introduce myself if this is the first time that you're listening to the show. I'm veterinarian Dr. Alex. I'm a vet in clinical practice. So my day-to-day job is being in the consult room, in the theatre, in surgery, uh, helping patients who live local to me. But in my spare time, which is kind of becoming more and more of a rare commodity. But in my spare time, in the evenings, weekends, uh, I run Our Pets Health, which is this podcast, a blog and YouTube channel where my aim is to help pet parents just like you optimise the health of your dog and cat so that they can live the full, happy, healthy life that you want for them. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, then make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. And so on to this episode where I'm going back to uh, the roots of the show and answering a listener question from Michelle, who's got a very relevant and I would imagine common question about her dog, Jerry. If you have a question that you'd like to ask me, then you can go over to ourpetshealth.com slash question and you can record your question and I'll do my very best to answer you as quickly as I can, obviously with the caveat that I am a busy vet in practice and can't always get back to you immediately. But submit your question at ourpetshealth.com slash question. But without further ado, here's Michelle. And now on with the show. Uh, hi, Dr. Alex. My name is Michelle, and I have a question about my dog, Jerry. Uh, he's 14 years old, um, and he has a heart murmur and really is unable to undergo any further surgery at this point because of that. Um, but otherwise, is in pretty good shape um, and needs, but his teeth need need additional care. Um, and currently we're giving him like a greenie every day and also tr- attempting to brush his teeth. Uh, is there really anything else we can do in this situation to to help his dental care? Because we've been told that his teeth are not in great condition. Thank you for your question, Michelle. It's a great one. I know I say that every single time, but this is a question that I come across and a concern that I come across in 
the clinic almost every week. We've got an older dog who may or may not have an underlying health condition. They have bad teeth and we want to do something to correct that, but we're worried about what a dental procedure and all that that entails will involve and how that might be dangerous and ultimately may be a fatal procedure for your pet to undergo. So I'm going to start off by talking about the dental care options that there are out there. And these are dental care options that are available to everybody to do at home. It may be that some are not appropriate for you, but for any life stage of dog um, or cat, these are definitely appropriate. And actually, if you're starting these at a younger age, I know kind of Jerry's passed that at 14 years, but if you start any of these in your puppy or your kitten, you're going to have a, a best chance for successful introduction and use of them, but they're also going to have the maximum benefit in staving off the inevitability of plaque, uh, tartar, um, gingivitis and potential tooth abscessation and other kind of problems that are all involved in dental disease and oral health. So the first thing to say is brushing is best. Uh, there's no getting away from this. So we brush our teeth twice a day, or at least we should. Uh, and there's a reason for that. It is the best way to remove plaque, um, to prevent tartar formation and to keep the teeth as healthy as possible. I appreciate that that is not always uh, possible. It's not always uh, a reality. We lead busy lives. Um, our pets don't always accept this, which goes back to introducing it in our puppies, you know, and potentially our kittens as well. I certainly do have some uh, cats clients who do brush their cat's teeth, although it is more normally uh, a reality for our dog owners reality check here I don't brush my cat's teeth I I wish I did and the ideal would be that I would but yeah that's the reality of the life that, that I lead I certainly take other steps to ensure that their their dental hygiene is as good as can be but brushing is best uh, we use a, a dog pet specific tooth uh, toothbrush uh, we can use finger brushes there are toothpastes that are a nice flavor for your dog so um, poultry malt beef um, so they enjoy that and it optimizes the chance of success but if brushing is not on your radar it's not possible um you know it may be that in jerry's case that his mouth is actually quite sore and he is reluctant to have that handled then brushing is not going to be a, a reality so the next thing we can do for for dental care and for helping stave off dental diseases choosing a diet that is better now there's a number of different options here there are specific diets that are proven commercial diets kibbles that are proven to help clear tartar and reduce the risk of that forming and optimize improving dental health now commercial diets are not on everyone's wish list there are there is benefit certainly that some raw diets some bones can also help to really keep the teeth nice and clean few caveats here obviously uh bones we do not want to be giving anything that is a uh weight bearing bone of a big animal so our kind of cannon bones are the, the classic here which dogs love to chew they love to try and get that marrow from inside but any of these bones are really really hard and they're going to result in fractures especially of that upper kind of big chewing tooth which we call the carnassial that fracture then exposes the tooth root it's painful it introduces infection and that tooth will then need to be extracted so that's a little bit counterproductive but things like uh, uh kind of chicken necks if you like if your dog is an appropriate size uh, it uh, can be really really beneficial there are the the caveats with raw food of the risk of infection to your dog um to you 
I honestly believe that those risks are very low if we use good normal practices. But I will leave some links to uh, some more information about raw feeding and the risks of that. But from a dental health point of view, they can definitely be a good idea. From a commercial diet point of view, um, the TD is the one that is kind of the the original and best if you like and has got the best data behind it so that would be something to do ideally we would feed that is as a whole diet and that is a complete and balanced diet if we're using it as treats and things like that or mixing it with other food um, certainly going to help but it's going to have less benefit than were it fed exclusively so the next thing that we can do is give our pets chews. There are obviously different chews here. Uh, Michelle, you mentioned greenies. We've got uh, dentist sticks. We've got veggie dent. Uh, there's a number of different ones out there. Now, chews, they can definitely be a part of an oral care program. But we need to be mindful that a lot of dogs, and this is what I hear time and again, a lot of dogs will just bite chunks off it uh, and then swallow those. Uh, they'll really enjoy them as a treat. But actually, we need to be real about the fact that the benefit that they're giving our dog's teeth is is fairly minimal. Also, chews, um, dogs tend to chew with their back teeth. Uh, and so they are not chewing with their, their canines and their incisors. So if your dog is getting tartar uh, and dental disease on those teeth, the teeth to the front of the mouth, then chews uh, are not really going to be helping at all. So yes, chews can help, but we need to be you know mindful that they can be a limited help in, in quite reasonable percent of the dog population. Now, another option is something called MaxiGuard gel. Now, this is a gel that you, you how it works is is you pop a pea-sized amount on your finger and you dot that onto the the upper molars of on both sides of your pet's mouth that then gets spread around the mouth and it helps to reduce the formation of tartar it helps to kill off the bacteria that are associated with dental disease um, and certainly help keep the mouth clean that way um, we've got something called um, teeth probiotic prebiotic excuse me which is a um, prebiotic that you add to the water that again does a similar thing it helps to uh, optimize the oral the, the health of the oral cavity we've got something called plaque off which is a seaweed supplement that you sprinkle on the food um, it comes in a dog and a cat version that has been shown to uh, reduce the buildup of plaque and tartar we have something called called Aquadent, which is a water additive that, again, is a bit like a mouthwash for our pets. So there's a number of different options here. Now, are they as good as a mechanical method of cleaning the teeth? No. But as with most things in our pet's health, if we take what we call a multimodal approach, so if we tackle the problem from a number of different aspects, then we're going to have the best benefit possible. So like I say, all of these are options for, for your dog, Michelle, or all of these may be options for your dog, Michelle, depending on how he you know, gets on with brushing and how he likes his mouth handled and things. But there are certainly some really good, realistic options that and at least one of those is going to suit every single dog or cat. So that then brings me on to having a dental procedure carried out. Now, once we've got a significant amount of uh, tartar buildup, there's gingivitis, and maybe there's even uh, clearly other dental disease present in cats. We're thinking resorption lesions. In dog and cats, it might be gingival recession and exposure of those roots. It might be a, a fracture of the tooth, as I mentioned earlier. Once we've got those present, really the only way to properly address those uh, as fully as possible is to have 
a dental procedure. So it might be uh, known as a complete oral health assessment um, and then treatment just kind of as indicated depending on what's found. Now, obviously, the, the issue here with our pets is that that needs to be carried out under anesthesia. So we cannot fully assess a pet's oral health while they're awake even with the the most compliant dog or cat out there we can't fully probe all of their their teeth and we can't take x-rays to check what the roots of the the health of the roots are like so that needs to happen while they're under anesthesia and clearly there are risks with anesthesia now michelle's concern is that um that jerry he has a heart murmur and so is unable to undergo surgery at this point because of that now certainly a dog in heart failure is at a higher risk of anesthetic complications but and this is a big but, a heart murmur and heart failure do not always go hand in hand. Now, clearly, Michelle, I don't know the history for your dog and I don't know what investigations of his murmur um, and potential for heart disease have been carried out. But I certainly see time and again dogs that have been seen by other people and by other vets and the take-home message that the owner has heard whether that's the message that was delivered or not is that it would be far too dangerous for them to undergo an anesthesia because of their heart murmur now in a reasonable number of these conditions there is absolutely no evidence that there is any form of heart failure present and that really means that the risk to that dog for surgery for anesthesia is really not very great at all now i can't say there's no risk and i can't say there's no risk in any dog or cat no matter what their health is but the risk is really really low as long as appropriate steps are taken to use uh, safe anesthetic that the monitoring that's carried out is appropriate that um, various techniques are used during that anesthesia to ensure that they are supported as well as possible but the reality is is that in a lot of cases uh, surgery is absolutely safe or as safe as it can be regardless of whether they have a murmur or not and as a result of this the best thing for that animal is to have a dental procedure and I say that because dental disease is painful so make no mistake if you've got a a, a marked gingivitis in your mouth if you've got a fractured tooth with root exposure if you've got a root abscess brewing those are all incredibly painful conditions now your dog your cat may still be eating but all they know is that if they don't eat they die so imagine if we're waiting until they stop eating before we are recognizing their dental disease for the impact that it has on them they're effectively choosing to die rather than suffer the pain of eating so we don't want to use that as our cutoff for recognizing dental disease as being a problem and then the other thing that we need to bear in mind is actually the the age that our dogs are living to. So they are living longer and longer. And I don't know what um, breed Jerry is, excuse me. So I can't, you know, guess at whether he is a really old, uh, you know, kind of Labrador or Great Dane or if he is a young, sprightly, uh, you know, Jack Russell at 14 years of age and may well live to 18, 19, 20. But we need to consider the fact that actually the dental disease is only going to get worse even if we're if we're brushing we're using a diet we're using chews maxigard gel teeth probiotic plaquehoff whatever it may be dental disease is a progressive condition ultimately that's why we still need to go to the dentist despite brushing our teeth um, and brushing our teeth probably better than we are able to brush our dog's teeth and 
this means that actually addressing it while they are still younger in a relative uh, sense is really important because it may be for example jerry if we expect him to live until he's 18 19 20 he's going to be a lot healthier as a 14 year old to get his teeth addressed now than he will be if we're waiting until he's in real agony stops eating and he's 16 17 18 years old so that's another discussion to have now clearly um you know each individual pet is different each family situation is is different and these are all discussions that need to be had with your vet but i think if we're aware of them if we're considering them ahead of time then it will help us come to the most appropriate decision for that individual animal so that they can be as happy healthy and live as long as possible as part of our family and i guess that's the other point we do know that as well as being painful dental disease it causes poor health across the body helping your pet live the happy healthy life they deserve so i hope that gave you some practical suggestions of what you can do listening to this uh, to help keep your pet's teeth as healthy as possible i think this is one of the biggest things that we can do it's actually one of the top 10 mistakes that i see pet parents make all the time and it's also one of the top ways to help our pets live their optimal life the impact of dental disease really should not be underestimated so that's it from me for this episode of the show if you've got a question you'd like me to answer head over to ourpetshealth.com slash question if you've enjoyed this episode and you know another pet parent out there who would benefit from the information then feel free to forward this episode to them so that i can help more pets and more pet parents out there no matter where they are in the world and no matter what their resources are and until the next episode of the show i'm veterinarian dr alex this is the call the vet show because they're family that's it for this episode of the call the vet show be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content we'll see you next time